This is the Evergreen Health Podcast on COVID-19, dated 42920. Welcome to Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about COVID-19, how Evergreen Health is protecting expecting families. Joining me is Jenny Moore. She's a certified nurse midwife at Evergreen Health Midwifery Care. Jenny, I'm so glad to have you with us. And what an important topic right now. Expecting mothers must be terrified. Tell us what are the most common concerns that you've heard from families regarding COVID-19 when they're expecting a baby? Sure. Thank you for having me. It's a, I think it's a really important time for us to be as kind of communicative to our families and people in our community who are seeking care here at Evergreen Health about COVID-19 and how we're caring for our families. I would say, you know, we're one of the biggest changes that we've seen in maternity care has been the reduction of in-person visits for our families. And while we are um, not restricting care that's necessary by any means, we're certainly attempting to minimize the amount of traffic, of course, encouraging the um, kind of staying in at home and minimizing exposure, especially for um, our pregnant people who are a little bit higher risk um, because their immune systems are a little depressed. And so, in general, what I would say is most families are, you know, the biggest questions is how does this directly affect me? What is going to, what is it going to look like when I come into labor and delivery to have my baby at the family maternity center? Um, and, and what can I be doing to protect myself and my baby in pregnancy? Are you able to use telehealth for expectant mothers so that for some of those visits they don't have to come in for? Exactly. So we, each clinic, I think each maternity clinic between some of our physicians and the midwives here um, have created a very similar, although it's slightly different between each clinic algorithm that helps us identify what patients really um, do need to be seen in person and what can be done through our telehealth. Um, We're using a couple of different apps, specifically maternity care. I I believe both the physicians and the midwives are using the BlueJeans app so we can do video visits, which has been really wonderful, Um, and also telephone call visits. So that kind of whole broad spectrum of telehealth we're doing more than really we ever have before, um, which I I think has has been a real advantage given what's going on in our communities. Certainly it is. Is it safe to deliver a baby at Evergreen Health? Give a little encouragement and hope to the families that are expecting a baby soon. Yeah. Well, I would say overall, and this is, I, you know, I overwhelmingly um, probably say this about, I don't know, 50 times a day between the phone and, and families that I'm seeing in person and individuals that Evergreen has taken um, great measures and, and really gone uh, quickly to, to create an environment to help families feel safe, but also be safe, right? So there's certainly the, the screening that we're doing from the very beginning, um, or maybe Maybe I'll even back up before that. So um, pretty quickly, you know, as Evergreen was um, kind of seen as one of the first epicenters of the country, um, we are our great team in our infectious disease, disease department, Dr. Rito and the CDC were able to make some pretty quick changes to the um, number of healthy patients that were coming into our system and reducing non-urgent visits or non-essential visits, what it's been deemed. And so the 
the the number, the sheer number of people coming in and out of our not only offices but hospital campus has drastically reduced. And this, of course, reduces the risk to those who are needing to be on campus, um, the potential for exposure. So I'd say off the bat, we've reduced the number of people here at the hospital. And then we're screening everyone who is coming in. We've limited the number of um, entrances into the hospital. And so people who are coming in to seek care at the Evergreen ER are not coming in the same um, entrance that the people who are seeking care for the maternity center or our, or our pediatric unit. Um, and so that's been a really important way to just kind of um, reorganize the flow in the hospital and again, reduce risks from our overall healthy population, trying to reduce um, those that may be at higher risk to either carry COVID or are um, COVID positive themselves. Um, and then reducing kind of that goes along in with that same statement is reducing the number of uh, visitors. So across the board, both in visits that have been deemed essential, so off outpatient visits, but also in hospital visits, the number of visitors has really drastically been reduced. Hospice, COVID patients, um, maternity care, there are some situations where visitors are allowed and specifically related to um, what we're talking about, our maternity care um, the family maternity unit has really um, focused in wonderfully on this, allowing two visitors for every laboring patient. Um, and the and and this is a slightly actually different than what we're seeing in the community. And the real reason we are doing this, allowing two versus restricting it to one, is that the mom um, or person who is pregnant having having baby really deserves a support person. And many times that is indeed um, the partner or father of the baby, but it is not always. And so that father or partner of the baby also deserves to be present for the birth of that baby. And so providing not only a support person for the pregnant person, but also allowing the partner who is the, the father, the other partner of that um, new arrival to be present as well. And so by doing so by to ensure that the presence of um, and, and again, in many cases, um, that is the same person, but it is always but it's not always. And so um, we have allowed two people for every laboring patient and not to be rotated. So it's going to be the same consistent two people. Um, and ideally they stay with um, the pregnant person from the moment they're coming in until when they leave um, our system. And we, as of yesterday here at Evergreen, are universally screening every pregnant patient coming into our labor and delivery unit. Wow, that's so important, Jenny, really, because when you're having a baby, to have a few people around you that you love and can support you is so important, as you say. What can a mother expect if she has suspected or positive COVID-19 when you've done your screening? Then what happens? Yeah, sure. So because we were just talking about um, labor and delivery specifically, I'll talk first about that. But there, it is very, it, I mean, it's very distinctly different experience whether we're talking about someone who's currently pregnant and remote or far from delivery and someone who is um, actually in labor or coming in for perhaps a scheduled C-section or an induction of labor. So, and this is all very new. So just like, um, you know, I think our whole community has become used to really knowing that things are changing kind of on a daily, hourly, you know, now that we're a little bit further out from our community peak, we're kind of seeing things change more on a weekly basis. But in the maternity unit, um, you know, we just started universal testing yesterday. So 
We're really excited about it. It's been an important step that we've worked towards, and the capacity of testing in our system here in-house has increased, and that's allowed us to move to this point. Um, So once you come in, everybody will be screened, and not everybody with the um, laboring patient, but just the patient herself. Um, And then if it looks like, so it will be a quite rapid turnaround within one to two hours if it looks like that baby is going to come quickly. If this is um, something that probably will take some time, then then the test may take a little bit longer. Prior to the testing being, and this is a recommended, so these are strong, strong recommendations, um, but at no point is this something that's being forced, right? So this is an option in maternity care specifically, but overall medical care, we're really moving towards a model of family-centered care, or shall we say, like, informed patient care, so um, that families and patients are really getting the opportunity to gather the information and make the best decision for themselves and their families, understanding our strong recommendation, but also being able to determine um, or at least to have an active be active participants in their own care. So again, strong recommendation for testing. We are universally doing it. However, there is the option to choose to opt out of that. Until the test returns back, we are recommending everybody's masking and you will see universal masking in our hospital with all of our employees, those who have no direct patient care may be wearing cloth masks, but any care provider or employee who has direct patient care um, contact will be wearing a surgical mask for the extent of their stay here or treatment here in the hospital. And that's merely because we have very good evidence that both parties masking, even in the absence of symptoms, is super important. Now, if a patient tests negative, then the um, while they are laboring are not required to wear a mask. Prior to the testing, come back if it is able to. We are strongly encouraging that masking, although, you know, this may be challenging as women are laboring. Um, and positive patients, again, really the intention is to keep them masked as much as possible during that. If a patient does come back positive for COVID, then their ability to have visitors comes down to one person. So they still are allowed one person, um, but instead of two, it comes down to one. And that is um, specifically because because we do know in labor and delivery, specifically during the pushing phase, we put um, everybody in the room that's in the vicinity of that delivering mama um, at risk for exposure for COVID. What very important and specific information you've given Jenny. I'm sure that expectant parents really appreciate this podcast. Now, Is it safe to breastfeed? Are there any extra precautions you'd like women to take about breastfeeding, whether or not they test positive? Yeah, sure. I would say, you know, the hospital, we have, again, a whole algorithm that really helps not only um, our physicians and midwives and nurses, but also our families kind of navigate this really challenging time. Um, Kind of, I think, again, what we're seeing, you know, probably worldwide, countrywide, and then down into our community is there's so little known um, uh, about COVID-19, um, the pathophysiology of this virus and kind of how it affects us as individual, um, as individual people. And inherently, our pregnant population in our neonates or our brand new babies are of the highest, um, are in the highest vulnerable market. Now, what we're seeing, or I get on a market, it's probably not the best, the highest kind of population, highest risk population. Pregnant women, although some of um, 
some can get very sick. In general, we are not seeing COVID-19 be as challenging for the pregnant population as other viral illnesses have been. That being said, we still want to keep um, our moms protected and safe. And um, But our newborns, um, it's incredibly reassuring is that there is no evidence. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but there is no evidence that um, if a mom is positive for COVID, um, that even the course of labor and delivery that she's going to expose her baby to COVID-19. So there are viruses that very easily transfer between mom and baby when we're pregnant and then at delivery. And this does not seem to be one. However, the close contact after labor and delivery, specifically around breastfeeding, definitely puts the neonator, the new baby, at risk for um, for picking up this infection. And so I really encourage families to take a look and kind of look into or at least know that their care providers are looking both to the CDC and the WHO for guidelines on this. Um, and because these two organizations work kind of with different perspectives, we are going to see a slightly different recommendation between the CDC, which is our national national organization is really encouraging to pump um, breast milk and feed the baby um, distant from the mom because the the risk is really just unknown about the potential significance that COVID can have on these newborns. The WHO takes a little bit more direct approach saying that, you know, we really have um, a lot of information about the benefits of breastfeeding and with appropriate protection, meaning mom is doing good personal hygiene, hand washing, and wearing a mask while skin-to-skin with baby and while breastfeeding, that breastfeeding is something that can be supportive. So here in Evergreen, we have, again, it's an informed care decision-making model. And so we present families with, um, you know, the the safest recommendation that we have at this point is to completely separate mom from baby. (laughs) Just to say it's challenging um, minimizes it. It is incredibly challenging to imagine being separated from your baby, especially if you're stable. So someone who is very sick and who wouldn't be able to care for their baby because of COVID-19, then of course, then separation makes a lot of sense. Now, of course, for our families who are saying, what if I test positive, but I'm feeling well and I'm doing well, um, again, the, the, the kind of most black and white way to look at this recommendation is there is a distinct separation between mom and baby, which means baby is not in the room with mom. However, there is pretty good evidence that while um, if we can keep baby safe in an isolate, so these are the kind of often when babies are, are quite sick and they need to be transferred from the maternity unit to our NICU unit, these are these kind of little incubators that babies are in. Um, they're see-through. You can see baby. You can touch baby through them. Um, through an area that allows you to get into the incubator. We're encouraging that moms who would prefer to have their baby in their room, but are uh, also understanding the significance of COVID and would like to um, continue to do some distancing that we have baby in these isolates that will help them keep warm and stable whenever they're not skin to skin or breastfeeding with mom. And when they are skin to skin or breastfeeding with mom, that mom or who's, whoever is taking care of that baby is masked if they or anybody in their household has tested positive for COVID. Wow. Such a comprehensive answer. Jenny, thank you so much. And before we wrap up, How can you help couples manage expectations and try not to stress out too much? Give us your best advice. At this time when they're expecting a baby, it's just such an exciting time and such a scary time all at once, even under normal circumstances. Help us out here. 
Yeah. Well, what I would say is to all pregnant families and, and pregnant people, it's so it's stressful often having our babies. Sometimes that stress decreases a bit when we've had babies before. But the situation that we're currently in, the COVID-19 has really thrown a lot of um, unknowns into our general uh, environment, right? And in, in general, pregnancy and birth is unknown, even when we've had babies before. So what I would reassure families and specifically um, pregnant people is that you're not alone, that so many many people are going through the same stresses and worries that you are and that your care providers are well versed in kind of talking you through and it's normal to feel the what you're feeling in general when we're headed towards labor and delivery there's a loss of control that is a little scary every single time and it just so happens that right now we've got a little bit more out there in the world that makes things feel a little bit more uneasy so what i would say is you're not alone the uneasiness is normal and and ask as many questions as you can and know that your care providers, your nurses, midwives, physicians that are around you um, have you and your baby's best interests in mind and will give you all the information that helps you best take care of baby. And really, he- everybody's hearing it over and over. The best thing you can do is if you don't need to be out, stay in. If you're touching any door handles or things that other people are touching in any public environment that we're really washing our hands with soap and water as much as possible using hand disinfectant in those interims when that's not possible and really masking at all, trying to keep our distance from people who are not in our direct um, home environment. Great information, Jenny. So well put and such a good hopeful message for expectant parents that you've given today about the safety of delivering their baby at Evergreen Health. We invite you to reach out to your provider if you have questions about the safety measures Evergreen Health is taking to ensure the well-being of mothers and their families. To stay up to date on information regarding COVID-19, please visit evergreenhealth.com slash coronavirus. That concludes this episode of Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Evergreen Health podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.